Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wise. Entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy. And healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Hey everyone, oh, we are here for another episode and today I am so excited to have one of my closest friends, Tyrone Edwards, on the show. Him and I have been desk mates at Bell Media since the day I got hired seven years ago and we immediately became close friends and since then we have traveled the world together, we have filmed together, we have partied together, we have laughed together, we have cried together, we have done it all. He is my work husband and one of my favorite people in the world. And if you live in Toronto, you definitely know T. Um, Mr. One Love T.O. He is truly such an interesting, unique individual in the energy that he gives to every situation he finds himself in. He is so focused on building up communities, on spreading the message that love, that leading with love is truly so powerful and so impactful. And we talk about everything from love being greater than fear, mindfulness, being healthy, striving to live a life of balance and where his drive and motivation comes from. It's, ugh, it's, I, I just finished editing it and my heart explodes. Tyrone, thank you for doing this with us. And to everybody, I really hope you enjoy seeing maybe a different side of Mr. Tyrone Edwards that you haven't seen before. Enjoy. It's almost bittersweet for me doing this podcast with you because usually I see you every single day at the office. We have had our desks next to each other since the day I was hired at Much, which was seven like seven years ago and now we're in self-isolation but I still get to see your face here so I'm so grateful for that and thank you for being down for being on the podcast it's funny that we literally share an office together we've shared seven years worth of traveling together making tv together learning all that and I'm so late for your podcast I apologize I was just saving you. Like I knew like no, no pressure Uh tea, but like I knew this was going to be a good conversation. So I was saving it. I was saving it for a moment like this. Well, you know, while we're in self-isolation, you are such a social butterfly, like probably the most social butterfly I've ever met in my life. How are you doing, doing this whole thing where we're in quarantine and we're isolating? Mm. Um, so yeah, anybody that knows me, you don't, you don't even have to know me well or know me in depth. Uh, if you know me or know of me, I'm usually on the go, on a plane, in a bar, at a restaurant, at my daughter's soccer, but never, never really sitting still. Um, a lot of comments are usually like, how do you 
how do you do this? You were out till 4 a.m. at the club and now you're at work at 7 a.m. So this was a huge adjustment for me. This is day 56 for me. I tore my Achilles playing basketball. Uh, so I was injured and not mobile. And here at home, uh, before, before the quarantine and the self-isolation and the social discipline, social discipline is really what it is. And the social distancing began for everyone that began for me. But for me, it's like, I've had some rough days, you know, to be quite honest. Never, ever felt anxiety before now. Um, I've, had, I've had some amazing days. I've had some reflection. Uh, I've had days where I don't do nothing. Um, I've completed, I think, three books now, front to back, which is uh, also different for me because typically I... Uh, I'll read a book, I get busy, I forget it in a hotel room, uh, and I move on to the next one. But I've been reading, completing books, which I love, um, writing a lot. I've got like giant post-its hung around the, the house. And uh, just, yeah, reading, writing, praying, and uh, trying to pace myself to get through this. Yeah, I like that you say pace. And that's something you reminded me of when we were chatting at one point at the beginning of this, because you've obviously been experiencing self-isolation for a lot longer than the rest of us because of your injury. I mean, you're approaching two months now. And one of the things you told me was pace yourself, just pace yourself. You can't put too much pressure on yourself when we're doing this because you're going to have productive days and then you're going to have days where you don't feel so great and it's okay to feel all of it. And it's okay to not put so much pressure on yourself to go and achieve everything you want to achieve because now we have all this extra time. Yes, we have extra time, but we're also dealing with anxiety, uncertainty, um, and that's going to have an impact on us. It's going to have an effect on us and it's okay to feel the feels in this situation. Right. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think I, I went through all of that too, right? I went through having my days regimented to the point where I had, okay, 8.37 till 9.15, I'll do this. And then boom, boom. And then the, it was just, then that came with guilt if I didn't make those times. And uh, I just had to be like, yo, there's no rules. Laying on my bed the wrong way with one sock on and reading for two hours and that's what I'm going to do. So I think truthfully for me, I just had to, the reason why pace has sort of been like a, a an important word for me is because I've really only used one gear for the last couple of years. And that's like top gear, go, 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 go. I love the idea of being busy. I love the idea of running from one thing to the next thing. Um, I love the idea of seeing comments of people being like, how are you still, how are you still going? Wait a minute, I thought you were in New York. Wait, you're in LA? What, you're in Argentina? I love accomplishing that, but what I've come to recognize for myself, and it's important that we all, we all listen to everybody's offerings, we all listen to everybody's findings, but it's more important that we find the lesson that's available for us as an individual during this time. And um, there's tons of lessons available. It all depends on how much you're, uh, you're willing to, to look inside while you're staying inside. And because that comes with discomfort, 
and that comes with awkwardness and that comes with exposing yourself to yourself that comes with uh, a real check-in a real a real idea of the things that matter to you a real idea of how you how you love how how you appreciate your living arrangements your relationship status your job uh, all these things if you if you allow it to you'll expose yourself to yourself and it's uh it's not easy and it's definitely not something that you want to do all in one day that's far too much you'll drive yourself um, up the wall but yeah i think for me it's just like i realized that there's there's just some things about that pace that don't work for me long term so a lot of the adjustments that i'm making now to get through this time i'll have to also adapt as a long standing adjustment not just for the not just to get through this time but a new way of approaching my day and and i think that's the the beautiful thing is just leaving some room within my schedule to rest and to let the day uh cuz we're to let the day offer what it has to offer cuz as we can all tell we're not in control of everything and that's okay yeah, I think I've only ever known you when you've been full throttle go mode. And I've always been impressed at how much you can take on, like how much you fill your plate and how giving you are to your friends and to your colleagues, to your daughter. Like you truly are amazing in the regard where you can give your all. And I think it's interesting that now life has forced you to really slow down. And I think it's beautiful that you've been able to find some really powerful lessons, um, not just lessons for right now, but lessons that you're going to take on when life does go back to normal. And I think we should all be able to kind of look in, look inward right now. And I think it's amazing that you were honest enough to say that it's not always easy. It sometimes gets uncomfortable and it's going to reveal a lot about ourselves. But since you've been on this journey now for two months and you've done a lot of that introspection, why do you think it's important that we at least give that a chance, that we at least give introspection and looking inwards a chance? Because it's, it's kind of terrifying sometimes. Yeah. I think the reason why it's important and, and, and how it kind of works, let's sort of answer both of those in the, with, the, with the same answer, is our minds every day will have far more questions than we remember, that we can retain. But our mind always has the questions. Can I do this? Will it look okay? Do I have enough money? Does she love me? Do, do I want to work here? How much do I love this? Will I get the interview? Like there's tons of questions. Um, and the most important, or the, the, the questions that are a little bit more difficult to answer, that need, need a little bit more time, that need a little bit more of that introspection, you can't access those answers unless you're still, because I was talking to my brother and I was telling him, I find that the mind has the questions, the gazillion of them, but the answers come from your heart. So in order to access that, you have to be still. There has to be a bit of reverence. Um, the, 
the, the noise of your everyday life, you have to find a way to mute that or step away from that for a bit. Um, and it's and it's a beautiful thing. It's not easy. I've tried, like I've you know tried to meditate or I pray or I just kind of breathe and, and find, like try to find like a Zen place, a comfortable place. Um, and it doesn't always work. Sometimes my mind, like I'll be meditating and I'm thinking about peanut butter uh, <laughs> cereal that I just opened, like. No, actually, I was, trying, I was trying to meditate quickly, but I didn't have much time. And I was just like, ah, it's not working. But yeah, so to answer that question, it's just basically, it's important because when you do access it, you, I've been able to like shock myself with the answers that are coming from my own heart. The answers that have been there um, and, and, and my true feeling on Am I fully healed? Am I hurting by something? Am I happy by, some, by something or someone? Um, I said it was okay, but is it really okay? Like, you never know what, and that's the thing, you never know what answers are, you're going to get. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful exercise to do with yourself. Um, it, it's healthy mentally, and, uh, and it's powerful. It's powerful to connect with yourself and align spiritually and, and, and appreciate and acknowledge and um, be aware of energy and all that. So that's why I do it. I do it for, I do it for the, like the, the gift. I do it for like what my heart has to offer that I didn't, didn't realize. And I think sometimes we forget that, yes, there are a lot of questions that pop up in our minds, but there's also a lot of answers that are already within us. We just are not in tune enough to listen to them. And I think when you realize that power that your soul and your heart have, I think that opens up so many doors for self-love, self-acceptance, for being able to go into life feeling proud of who you are and feeling sure of your values and what you can offer the world. And when we can kind of get in line with that, oh my gosh, I mean, I think the, the, the world is yours because if you can truly be comfortable with who you are and, and know that you've got answers within you, I think that is, I mean, that's powerful, T. I mean, it's, it's an amazing, but it's hard. It's a journey. It's a journey. And, and you're right. It's, I, I forgot one of the things that I like the most about it is that something you just touched on, which is when I start off my day feeling good within, like from within, not just looking good. You, know, <laughs> you do look good. <laughs> Thanks. I haven't seen a barber in about 60 days, but um, I, it, I remember one morning I just got up and I, because I, I did my whole little routine and I was able to tap in. I was able to do some affirmations and some visualizing and some breathing and did a couple little flows, uh, you know, just in front of my bed. And I, and I felt so good. And I made up my bed. And those are usually the good days for me. <laughs> but I make my bed and make it look good. And, I, you know, I'm in the bathroom and I'm getting going and I'm feeling good. And even this is during quarantine. I get dressed, you know. On the days that I feel like it, but the reason why the reason why I do it is because I'm protecting my energy. I'm protecting my energy, what I believe in, who I am, 
what I, what I love about myself before I open myself up to the world. Because not that, and, and there's going to be positive that I'm going to intake from the world as well, but I do that to, res to protect my energy so that if, no matter what happens, I'm still responding with that, with that same loving energy that I want to have from morning through night. So no matter what the situation is, it could be something that's just challenging. It could be a family member that's sick. It could be, um, you know, uh, a cousin in New York testing positive for, for COVID and then finding out the next day that his girlfriend tested positive and finding out like, you know, so there's different things that are gonna happen throughout your day. So it's important to, Get your, for me, I found that the morning routine is so important to protect my energy and so that I'm, I'm, I'm calm, I'm level-headed, I'm loving, um, I can be a critical thinker. All of these things, um, no matter what the day, uh, whatever the day looks like, you know? And so that's, and that's for positive and that's for negative as well. I almost just imagine like you create this like force field of energy around you when you do your morning routine. And like, if you do it, then you got this force field and you're like stronger as a result and you can take in whatever input might come in that day. I want that. I think for anybody, for anybody that's listening that that might sound like a little hokey or a little like hippie-ish or a little uh, like, eh, okay. It is, it's all of those things. But <laughs> If it feels, and if it feels like that to you, that means you haven't tapped into it yet. Um, because I can, I can picture listening to myself or listening to someone say what I just said, you know, just a few years ago, and I would have been like, yeah, sick, <laughs> and I just went to do something else. But um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's that desire and that, um, yeah, it's just a desire to, to operate at a higher frequency, and that's where I'm at. It's, it's interesting if we think back to our friendship, like we're, we're seven years deep, Tyrone, into this friendship. And I, I can't wait for like the rest of the years that are about to come down the pipeline because the past seven years have been such a ride for us. We've both experienced so much in our careers, in our personal lives, family issues. And it's, I, I'm so grateful for your friendship throughout all of that. And it's, it's, Interesting if you look at the conversations that we've had over the years. I feel like in the last little while, like really like the last two years, our conversations have shifted into such a, a more grand scale. They're less about what are you doing this weekend? And like, hey, you look super cute on set today. But like we're talking about things like this. And I think the evolution of our friendship and ourselves as individuals is so great. And I think it's amazing that we've been able to party together, do really cool mm -hmm. things at work together, talk about spirituality, talk about difficult things. And I think you know, conversation is the key to connection. And one of the biggest things I think I've taken away from you over the years is that you truly love to spread love. Of course, you are known as Mr. One Love To You, but above that, you really do try to lead with love and you try to remind everyone to love fear. Why is love such an integral part of who you are as a human being? Uh, because God is love, you know, and I think I'm, uh, even if I didn't realize that at first, I was just, uh, uh, I gravitated towards the, that type of energy because no matter what, like, for me, it's like, I love to love. 
And then uh, I also grew up, I grew up where, I grew up here in Toronto and the first, let's say 10 years of my life, I kind of grew up in a situation where I was like the only black kid for miles. Um, and then went to a school where it was like all black kids went to the hood, you know? And then, um, then I went to high school where it was, we had like 39, we had a representation of 39 different nations in our graduating class. And so I lived in these different sort of dynamics where you have racism and you have stigmas and stereotypes and all these different things. And I just realized that at the core, nobody really wanted, nobody really wanted to smoke. Nobody really wanted no problems. Everybody wanted to love, but it was the fear of the unknown. It was the fear of, um, well, is this person better than me? Is that, like, it, was, it was mostly fear why people um, acted outside of love. And so that's why, um, and I also really appreciate growing up in such diversity and the cultural exchange that is just a natural gift that you receive by living in Toronto. And I realized that like, for me, the idea and the mentality of one love was so important to the standard of living, to the quality of life. And if, and I would, I would just, I would just like almost romanticize about the fact that if everybody could just buy into this idea of one love, we'd have less drama, less insecurity, less fear, less bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That would just be like, how I would say goodbye. It was like, all right, yeah, I could see all right, one love. Like one love. I'd end all my emails, one love. And then and yeah, so that's just been my my journey is that I, I really feel like love is greater than fear. Love is greater than hate. Love is greater than lust. Love is greater than love is greater than is 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 where, where I'm at with things. And I think the world needs more love right now. Love for ourselves, love for our community, love for our frontline workers, love for our parents, love for people we don't even know. Like I think the world mm -hmm. really needs a heavy, heavy dose of pure love. Love that doesn't come with judgment, love. love that doesn't come with expectations, none of that. Just just give out some love and it's amazing the things that will follow. And love is one of those things that it's, it's contagious. Like you spread love and it has this beautiful little ripple effect. And then hopefully that love will then spread even further. It's just really kind of monumental thing that we can choose to put out into the world. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I've been saying like for a while, so I, I write, like I, I write every day six days of the week I'm writing and I'm and a lot of the things are like just my findings like my almost like journaling but just like paying attention to what's happening and how I feel and um one of the things I wrote and you probably heard me say this before was um contribute the type of energy to to the spaces that you occupy that you want to receive so if you want to feel good at work, 
make sure you're coming in and you're contributing that energy so that you receive it back. If you want to feel good at home with your wife, with your stepson, with your girlfriend that cheated on you, but you decided to take her back, like whatever your whatever your situation is, and, and we're all in different situations, but uh, my suggestion and what's worked for me, for the most part, is contributing the energy that you want to receive to the spaces that you occupy. When did you get so wise, mister? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know that. But you know, my my new thing, I haven't told one yet. My new thing is keep growing. You know, it's like, just like how you would motivate your friend or you motivate someone that needs a little kick in the butt. You motivate someone that needs a little inspiration. You tell them, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because really, if you stop, if you stop, then what, right? So you, you want to you encourage someone, keep going, keep going. And so I've sort of elevated that to keep growing. Because you can grow through, you can go through a situation or you can grow through a situation, which we've all heard of. So my, my whole thing is just keep growing, keep growing. Growing, grow through this. Like even in a workout, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm nursing this torn Achilles, and I can't go to physio. And I'm super bummed about not being able to go to physio and getting the the proper treatment that I wanted. Um, and and so I'm, I'm on the Peloton, and we're taking our class. Like keep growing, and I was like, okay, well then I'll, I'll just alternate. Turn this down, turn that up. And, Keep growing, keep growing. And I learned through that. And so I kept going. And then I felt so good at the end of it. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's like my motivation. That's something I tell myself is keep growing. Something, you got, a, you got an email that, that didn't go the way you wanted it to go? Cool, keep growing. You get a phone call with uh, something not so good on the other end? Keep growing. You get some good news? Don't get too caught up in it. Enjoy it. You deserve it. It's a blessing. Accept it. Honor it. Value it. Keep growing. I love that so much. You can go through something or you can grow from something. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that everybody's heard a million times, but it's, I think, my nugget that I would love to share for anybody who wants some a takeaway is like, take that. Like, tell yourself, keep growing, no matter what it is. Just keep growing. Keep growing. It's like you're telling yourself, keep going, but keep growing. Um, side note, that Peloton class yesterday, you rocked it, even with your inner, even with your injury. Like I was looking at that leaderboard and you did not let up. And I imagine that with that injury, you know, it's not the easiest thing, but you're out there. You're still getting in those healthiest hot moments. And and you you like you're on such like a health journey. Clearly you're on a very like spiritual journey, but like physically, it seems like you're really like putting in the work, you're eating your dragon fruit, you're still getting your movement in, even though you've got this injury. Like, what's your relationship with health right now? Um, in terms of what I'm eating, I, I, I'm, I'm very proud of myself right now. So this is day 56. Um, again, if you know me, if you know even a little bit about me, if you've only seen me in passing, I probably had a drink in my head. Um, before this all started, there was a huge uh, momentum that I created around espresso martinis. Huge. Everywhere I would go, 
every city I would go, every bar I would go, I would, you know, post a picture of myself enjoying an espresso martini, trying it with different things, tequila, Remy Martin, which is my favorite, like all those things. And um, I like to drink. I'm a, that's my thing. I don't, I don't really smoke, but I, I drink. Since I've been in this house, I think I've drank maybe four times. Wow. Yeah. That's a big change. It's, that it's a huge change. Um, but I decided that I need to do, not that I need to take anything necessarily out of my schedule, but I need to do a little bit less, you know? Um, less is more for me. Less is more productive. Less is more genuine. Less is more uh, focused. That, and that's for me. That might not necessarily, for anybody listening, that might not necessarily be for them, but like that's for me. And so when it came to food, also because I'm not mobile, I can't drive, um, I already had a, a situation with my aunt, my Auntie Rona, shout out to Auntie Rona, where when I was filming that food show last year, production would pay her to make my meals. And of course, Good God is Daily with the yes. uh, ingredients of like, healthy and all the, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm getting all the things that I need. So since I've been here, I've been on it. I eat the foods in the portions that uh, have been provided, even though people laugh at me on Instagram because they're like, that can't be enough to fill you. And it's like, I'm telling you, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. And I am down... 18, 19 pounds. Since the last time you were at work? Two months ago? Yeah. Tyrone Edwards? So when I was at, so the last time you saw me uh, was the day before I got hurt. Because the day I got hurt, I had that TED Talk prep. So I was at, I was off site all, all day. So you saw me on, on uh, February 19th and I was 242. And now I'm 222. Wow. But, I, but I've been telling people I only lost 18 pounds, just in case you understand. I have some cheesecake order in the next little bit. But yeah, it's not just about the weight, but it's about it's about realizing, paying attention to like what happens, how your body reacts to not drinking as much alcohol, and especially from someone who loves to drink alcohol. Um, how your body reacts when you eat clean and you pump your body with uh, shout out to the organic press you know I'm having uh, turmeric and blood orange shots I'm having garlic and lemon uh, uh, and ginger shots I'm drinking turmeric lemonade I'm drinking lime and cucumber I'm drinking celery I'm like you know I'm drinking lots of good stuff and it is costly real talk it is costly um, to to drink those juices and whatever, but it's so worth it. I feel good, I feel light. Um, my body's healing, especially when I'm in this house by myself. So I can, I can tell how much I can ask of my Achilles right, today versus what I could last week versus what I could the week before. You know, I can take my long walks now, I can make it up and down the stairs without the boot. Like I'm not wearing the boot right now. I'm just pulling my socks, it's dirty. But, um, but yeah, it's the, 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 the healthy food, it's fuel. Mm -hmm. you, 
you put good fuel. Anybody that drives like a good like a car, you'll realize you can't put the shit you can't put the cheaper you can't put the you can't put the shitty fuel in a good car. So if you value yourself as a good at least as a good car, you have to put the good fuel. So that's what I've been doing, pumping myself with the good fuel. And I'm loving the return. Well, I'm glad that you can feel it because you really, uh, also, that's amazing that in the past two months during quarantine and self-isolation, you've been able to still stay on track because we're all at home. It could be really easy to just snack all day or veg all day. And it takes a lot of, you know, it takes you, you make those conscious efforts to make those changes and those choices throughout the day. So I want to say kudos to you. I love that you're feeling the difference. And I think once you start eating clean and you know this, from all the times you've gone super clean, you feel the difference really soon. Like you don't have to wait that long to feel a difference. Maybe if your goal is to lose weight, that might take a little while, but you will feel it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing how fast your body responds and how fast your body appreciates the good nutrients you're putting into your body. You sleep better. Your energy is better. Your mood is better. Like everything starts to fall into place. Yeah, 100%. It's funny that you said when you choose to, because, you know, I've been... <laughs> I, I, I don't mean any down. disrespect. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. Listen, we, you and I live so close. Like we, we share an office. We've spent countless hours on airplanes and in the back of truck. That sounds crazy. But, like, driving, <laughs> driving being driven around the country and... And, and filming, we 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 share intimate space, so we know each other very well. And like, so you know that I've been, and that's the other thing. I, I'm unfortunately, I have to admit, I'm either like on it, and I'm healthy, and I'm posting about my Peloton ride, and I'm running on the treadmill, and I'm doing spins on the treadmill, and I'm at every workout class known to man, and I'm eating super clean and the different colorful bowls, and blah blah blah. Or I'm partying my ass off. I'm eating at every restaurant that opens up in the city. I'm having all the desserts. I'm drinking all of the alcohol. I'm, I'm, I'm just like extreme. And so my goal for 2020, and I, and I said this from the very beginning, was I have to not be so extreme. Like I have to, like, so for example, like I said, I, I, when I've been on my healthy train before, like I just, I won't drink. And I'm like, but now I'm like, no, I'll have, I'll drink. I'm just not gonna drink as often. So I, you know, I have a ball of Whispering Angel that I, uh, that I yes. Um, my friend, my friend dropped it off for me on the porch. Very, very nice. So when I'm not on point, I, I buy uh, three bottles of Whispering Angel and I, drink them all. Whereas now, I open a bottle of Whispering Angel, I have a glass, I eat, I hang up, I have another glass, eat, hang up, and I'm good. And then that one bottle can last me like two sittings, three sittings. But I, that's my goal. My goal, even after this is all said and done, and we are back outside, uh, creating this new, our new normal. Um, there are, you know, everything is going to, everything's changing. Everything's already changed. 
Um, so I'm hoping to be a part of that change as well, like in terms of like how I approach life, my lifestyle, all that. Everything, everything, needs, everything needed a reset. I think a reset is good sometimes. It's a bit of a wake up call. Resets are not, they're not fun to go through because a lot of the times they'll illuminate things that, ooh, maybe we weren't 100% A-okay on that front, but resets are good. You know, shake that Etch-a-Sketch, decide how you're going to be better. And I think we can all be better. So I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. This is like a big, this is a big moment. Thanks. It's a... Yeah, it's 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 been good. It's a, it's a it's the, the uncertainty makes it super difficult for mm -hmm. for everyone, and respecting that it uh, it affects everyone differently. Um, I'm just I've come to terms, and I'm accepting what what now is, and enjoying this conversation, and being able to share, um, and and actually just putting. A lot of value on the present. Um, not that I don't value the future, not that I don't love my history, but it's really putting a value on the present because things can change so quickly, and uh, you have to you have to like you have to put the value on your present. And when you do that, then you start to worry less about the future. So, yeah, and it and actually being present makes life so much more enjoyable, I find, because you're actually taking 100%. in what's happening, even if it's, you know, less than desirable, like you're taking it in, like, it's not just going to be a fleeting moment in your life. And then you move on. Like if we can walk through life present and mindful of our actions, of our words, of how other people might be feeling of all of it, like, I think life is going to be so much more memorable and we're going to be able to take so much more out of it because we're going to be less on autopilot and simply more mm. present, which is great. Um, I know that community is so important to you. Community has been a, a big pillar, something you've advocated for uh, in, across Toronto. Like you, you are so well known in Toronto. And I think a big thing is just the energy that you put out into the world and the way that you bring people together. And I think to, to truly be healthy individuals, like I think it's, there's a big part of it that's being a healthy member of your community and uplifting and empowering people in your community. You know, that's been a, that's been a part of your DNA, I think, since you were really, really young. Like, where do you think that came from and why is that important for you now as an adult? I don't know. I think I think if you think to the beginning of it for me, what that looked like was, you know, me being 15 years old and being one of the guys. I, I was one of the guys in my hood where, you know, I was wanted to look out for the younger guys, give them advice, buy them ice cream, you know, and just use the information that I had that was useful or applicable to their lives and help them in that way. Then I started working at the community center. So I worked at all the, like, all the centers from, from, from Driftwood, uh, Oakdale, Falstaff, Amesbury, like on that side of town. And I just love the idea of like helping. And you know, it's the idea of one of it's like, I can learn from you as I'm guiding you and you can learn from me based on my experience. Um, and that's taken on so many different forms, you know, running basketball camps for kids here in Toronto 
and setting up a situation where it's like a level playing field where it's like you have kids from the neighborhood that I grew up in that might not necessarily be able to afford it, but then you also have kids from other neighborhoods and you put them all in a t-shirt or a uniform and it's all a level playing field. It doesn't matter how much money you have. We're all going to eat lunch at the same time. We're all going to bust our ass and, and run to the defense station. We're all going to, you know, cheer each other on. We're all going to, uh, we're all going to enjoy this together. Right. So that was that. And then, so I've always found there's been different ways. I worked at the remix project. Like I've done different ways of like, just always being, uh, an asset or an ally to people in my in my in, in, in the communities at large. But like now, what does that look like? What does that look like when um, you know our schedule is packed and I'm hardly in the city. I'm traveling. I'm in, I'm in LA. I'm probably in LA. I'm in LA more than I'm in my old neighborhood. That's for sure. I'm in New York more than I'm in Mississauga, like, you know what I'm saying? So what does that look like now for my community? And I've been sort of figuring that out. Um, and I've come up with some really good things that I'm super proud of, really, really proud of. So I think at this point in my life, I have to leave, I have to, my contribution has to be great, you know? I'm a grown ass man now. I've seen a lot, I've learned a lot. I've had tons of help and I want to give tons of help. Um, and that's been like one of my things is like only accept what you're willing to offer type deal and only offer what you're willing to accept. So now I have like a food program uh, called Made With Love. Um, I won't get into too much detail, but uh, it's something that will, that's, for the the neighborhoods that are deemed priority, uh, but are really just underserved, um, and not no hood version, like proper, like the way I like to live, the way I want my communities to live, so and eat. So there's a food program. Uh, I've got a mental health um, walking clinic right at the corner of Rain and Chichway. Um that's been open for about a year now, but um, once we once we get back outside, we're gonna be doing a huge, huge fundraising effort um, so that we can go from you know the 16 hours to 40 hours a week. Um, because the thing is, growing up in any neighborhood like mine, anywhere in the world, um, whether it's culturally that limits you or whether it's resources that limit you, when it comes to like mental health, having a therapist to talk to someone to, to get that kind of uh, support and help, that's not something that we do. I never went with, I never spoke to anybody until I was in my 20s, you know, and then I didn't do it again until I was in my 30s. I wasn't a part of, it's just not a part of it, you know? And so, the effort that we're making is a walk-in clinic. So a walk-in mental health clinic, which is, that means free. Walk-in, speak to whatever you want to speak to, uh, speak to someone about whatever you want to speak about and, and get the support and the help that you may need. And like, that's just, over at Yorktown where it's at right now, that, that's like, that's the start. But again, 
that's something that will eventually live um, in all of the all of the communities that need it. Yeah, and hopefully hopefully with you know clinics like that being open especially offering free resources hopefully that will you know reduce the stigma and hopefully people will feel more okay wanting to speak to someone and know that that doesn't take away from them as people but that you know seeking help for mental health is is a is something that should be accessible to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or how much money you have. Like mental health is health, and no one should be excluded yeah. from those resources. Well, here's the thing. Before I ever went, right? Before I ever went to go speak to somebody, it was I always thought about it like, yo, why would I ever do that? Like I'm not I'm not crazy. I'm not I'm not weak. You know, I'm not whatever. Not realizing. And then once I started going, and then seeing how much it costs, I was like, first of all, this is amazing. I love having someone that's impartial and trained to do this that I can vent to and run ideas and, and run my ideas and my thoughts and my feelings off with. It's a luxury. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like, it's literally a luxury. And so I think that I want to change the stigma around it, how it's looked at what people think it's for, what it's limited to. But I want people to, I want to expose people to the um, the benefits of being able to talk to someone that isn't a part of your regular schedule. Being a part, talk to someone who's trained for years on how to help you and how to support you. It's, it's a luxury. Like if I could go every, if I could afford to go every single week, I'd go every single week because it's not that I'm weak. It's just that I'm, it's just, it, it's complete opposite. It's the, I'm staying healthy. It's, it's an exercise. It's like, it's like, would you go get a massage, a full, like a full head to toe massage every single week if you could? Sure. But it costs money. Well, I, ironically, the massage and the therapy probably cost around the same if you go to any places that I like to go to. And, <laughs> They're like one is physical and one is mental, but it's both healthy. Yeah, and everyone should have access to that. Everyone, everyone should have access. Everyone should have access to that. And so I'm gonna like I'm gonna my push is gonna be a little bit more political in the next coming years. I'm gonna be leaning on you know the municipal and provincial government to take some of these initiatives that I'm starting and vet them and be a part of them and make sure that they're make sure that they're uh, around the entire city and province but like yeah I've, like i never thought i would go that route but yeah the next little bit will be a lot more political for me than than it's ever been so can i ask you something And i've been asking a lot of questions where does this drive come from because like i can hear your passion i can feel your heart i can feel your soul when you talk about projects like this Mm-hmm. Um, I think it took a it takes it took a long time to to like really understand what it means to love yourself to love myself and especially like I look at I look at I'll give you an example so growing up I grew up in a neighborhood where you know called a priority neighborhood um, it's underserved we live under the poverty line blah 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 whatever all right cool 
until we struggle through whatever. When, when you struggle, you, you become a survivor. You survive. You make it through. You do what you gotta do. Um, and I remember like little things like going to get a cell phone. And my one boy, he lived in a neighborhood where he, when he put his address and put his postal code, it was all good. But when I put my postal code, they wanted a security deposit because they know you live over there. You probably don't, you're probably not gonna pay this bill. <laughs> like, like, like there's just limitations based on like living in little pockets, right? And then the irony is that now that I'm an adult in my 30s, those same neighborhoods that were that made you that that made you feel like you were lesser than, or and and there was different reminders of that. Um, those same neighborhoods are unaffordable. Those same neighborhoods are attractive to these developers that are coming in. Those same this, so there was nothing actually wrong geographically. There was nothing actually wrong with my street. Jane and Western Road it was all good. You, you didn't, like so, this whole time growing up feeling like shit, I it didn't really make sense. I shouldn't have. There was nothing actually wrong with where I grew up. It's just that it was underserved. It wasn't getting the attention that the other neighborhoods were getting. The money wasn't expected. So now I look at it and I'm like, wait a minute. So the same neighborhood that kind of made me grow up with like a chip on my shoulder, the same neighborhood that made me grow up and make some crazy decisions because I've I've done some shit to like to get by that is that we wouldn't talk about, but there was nothing wrong with the neighborhood. And I think about what 18-year-old Tyrone, what 18-year-old, this lady asked me a question and she goes, answer that question, answer that question as 18-year-old. Uh, as she was 18-year-old T-Rex, not 38-year-old T-Rex. And I was like, okay. And when I started to answer the question, I was like, all right, let me play along with this. I started to answer the question as 18-year-old. I started to cry in a room full of eight people that I was just there to have a quick 30-minute meeting, in and out. I don't have much time. I'm the big TV guy. I'll give you half an hour of my time. This lady asked me a question, says, answer it as an 18-year-old, not a 38-year-old. And I was like, the, the way I thought that in terms of my desire to make it out and the risk that I would take to make it out frightened me, frightened the adult version of me. Like, frightened me. I was like, holy smokes, I think differently. And so when you think about the fact that you have this burden growing up feeling like you want to make you need to make it out um and the risk that you're willing to take to make it out and then now as a 38 year old i'm looking at that same property and i might not get i might not get a mortgage on that house Do, you know what i mean like the, the irony is crazy and so for me i just i just i want people i want to empower uh I want to empower the people that are living in any of those neighborhoods and, um, and, and, and get their mind thinking like, yo, yo, you're, it's all good. Work, don't work to get out. Build yourself 
build yourself up make you make make the strongest version of yourself do the best that you can do and and you will be perfectly fine because for me that day when she asked me to to answer the question as an 18 year old and i did and i realized the risk that i was willing to take on those same streets and now those same streets the developers are coming through and trying to push us out <laughs> yo wait hold up hold up hold up no first of all i'm going back to my neighborhood i'm buying in my neighborhood. commercial real estate in my neighborhood i want residential um in my neighborhood um my goal is not to make it out i change that for myself my goal is not to make it out my goal is to um expand the way people think no matter how much money they have in their bank account uh to improve the way people eat no matter what end of the city that they live in and also to give the resources that we actually need in those neighborhoods like mental health which a lot of times you see people going in and out of jail you they say hurt people hurt people like there's a lot there's a lot going on so so i cannot and i can only do so much and my heart is compelled to do to do those things that's what so that's what i'm at I love you so much. I love hearing you talk about the things that you're passionate about. I miss seeing your face. I can't wait to see everything you accomplish once we're allowed to go to our, our new normal. Love that you're on this health journey, this spiritual journey, that you're out still spreading love and reminding people that love is truly one of the most powerful things we can put out into the world. T, I, I mean, you know, I've loved you since the day I met you. Love, love is greater than love is greater than well before we wrap up i always ask the same last question tyrone what does healthy as hot mean to you you love yourself and practice it's like a muscle that you, you that you build up and you get stronger learn how to really love yourself one love is the once you once you master the idea once you loved yourself then you can under you can see yourself in other people and there's no reason for you not to love each and every single person so self love graduates to the the idea of one love and when you're there and you practice that and 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 you subscribe to this love then you lead with and so that means you're able to approach any situation and react to any situation um with the most loving version and energy of yourself so self love one love lead with love yes that is the HIH Tyrone Edwards twist. I freaking love it. Um thank you. Thank you to everyone who hung out with us on IG live. Appreciate you all. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. And hopefully uh you can catch us on the TV in the meantime, but I can't wait to see you in real life. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.